Hi, I'm Emma Ladner, and you're listening to my podcast, The Story Behind the Story Mode. So I've never done a podcast before, but my initial thoughts on the game, to be honest, were fluctuating throughout as more developments occurred. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. I had fun, but I wouldn't say I'd go back and play it again. And to understand why I feel that way, we're going to really dig deep and find out the true story behind this game. Let's start off with the characters, who in my opinion are probably one of the worst parts of the game, which doesn't really bode well. The first character we run into in the game is Olivia. She's the second most tolerable character. She's really smart and is like the brains of the team, but she kinda also seems annoyed with us throughout the game, which is also weird because we're supposed to be best friends, but she's always second doubting us, so that's it's strange. And then our other best friend is Axel, who is supposed to be the comedic character, but almost all of his jokes fall flat, and it just... I don't appreciate it. He also causes, like, so much hindrance throughout the game, like, and he just stops us from doing so much that I just wish there would have been an option for us to ditch him, but there's not. But Petra is probably one of my favorite characters of the game because of her development, and most of the development happened because she lost almost all of her memory. But that's like besides the point, Petra Petra has the best development, so she's the best character. Um, There's Lucas, who I barely remember. Like, he's such an unmemorable character. The only big thing that I remember about him is that he was a jerk and then apologized, and then suddenly he was not a jerk anymore, and he was our friend. And that was... Then there's Ivor, who's a bad guy, but a justified bad guy. And that's all of his character. It's just a bad guy who has a reason for being a bad guy. Okay. And then there's Gabriel, Gabriel the Warrior which I think is the best written character because I hate him, but I'm supposed to hate him. And I think that's a goal achieved in terms of his character. So that's, that's good. Um, and then there's the rest of the order who I, I can't even remember their names because they're just not that memorable and they don't have really any traits besides being followers to Gabriel. So, once again, just not written well. And then um, there's the main character, Jesse, who, even though I play Jesse, the, like the player is playing Jesse, I find them so annoying because they make so many questionable decisions and we can't change the decisions because we're stuck as Jesse. The best character, however, is Ruben, who is a pig and has almost no personality qualities because he's a pig.
Okay, so moving on from characters, we're going to go on to the plot, which is a lot. Because it's like four storylines shoved into one game. And there's a common thread between them. Like, you can see how they connect, but it's just a lot. And I'm going to be as brief as possible. Okay, so we start off meeting Olivia, Axel, and Ruben to go build at an Endercon so we can meet the famous Gabriel the Warrior. And technically the rest of the Order, but like they're never really mentioned throughout the game because no one cares. And then, this is a spoiler, oh, well, the whole thing's a spoiler, but spoiler, we win and we build a fireworks machine. But when the fireworks goes off, um, it scares Ruben and he runs away. And we find him with Petra, who needs our help to sell a wither skull. And we go help her after fighting a bunch of mobs. And when we go f to sell it, we find out the buyer is Ivor, who scams us. And so we follow him to get our actual pay. Um, and he, we find out by following him that he's making a wither skeleton. And then, again, we find out information that Ivor was the potion master of the Order, and then he got cut out of all the fame, and he stills make the Wither Skull as revenge because he knows Gabriel and the rest of the Order is at the Endercon, and so now there's a giant Wither Skull who started corrupting people, and... We have to do a lot of fighting, and there's a lot of plot there, but I'm being brief, so in the end we just defeat him and we rescue Petra, who was corrupted. Um, you could um, have saved Gabriel, but I mean, who would want to save Gabriel? And so after that, Ivor feels bad because, you know, he, he destroyed a bunch of buildings and he almost killed a bunch of people. I can't remember if he actually killed people. I don't think so. I think they just got corrupted. And so to try and apologize, Ivor takes us to his lab, and then we get like a special mission to go and find an enchanted flint and steel. And we find the flint and steel, and then the flint and steel takes us to a portal room. And you would think that'd be a pretty good end of the game. But then... One of the portal takes us to a mansion with some famous Minecraft YouTubers and we have to do a thing because one of the YouTubers is like evil and they're sabotaging the rest of us. And we find them and then we get out of the mansion and that portal. We go back to our world and then you would think we would want to break but no, we jump through to another portal which takes us to a land that's like led by a supercomputer called Pama. I think, I don't, that's how you say it, it's spelled P-A-M-A, and then Pama basically mind controls everyone, and she gets her hands on Lucas and Petra, and so then we have to find a way to save everybody, and of course we do it because we're the heroes and it's awesome, and then we go back to the portal room, and this is the end of the game, but we find out Ivor betrayed us. And it sets up for season two, which I didn't play because it's not on Netflix. But I don't know. If it's like the first game, it's going to be a very big adventure that you can go play on your own.
Okay, so based on everything I just told you, there is a lot of conflict in the story, but I chose one that directly ties in with the theme friendship, because one of the hardest parts of the game is how to retain your relationships, because there's a lot of challenges and almost anything you say, there's a little thing that will pop up and it will say whatever character will remember this. So if you say one thing, it's going to affect the rest of the game. And it's really, really hard. And then there's also a bunch of relationships already portrayed, like good ones between Olivia, Axel, Ruben, and Jesse. And then there's just the awful ones, like The Order, and then Ivan. And then there's the ones that we actually have to put work into, like Petra. And it's just, it's super hard to maintain all of these relationships, and I think that is honestly one of the biggest conflicts of the game. The mood was one of the hardest things to figure out of this game, and it took me a long time. But I think that the mood is honestly just bittersweet because all of the events of the game like show us a big disappointment. Like for the example, like Gabriel's lied about everything and it crushes Jesse because Gabriel was Jesse's hero. But then it shows us like a moment of hope and like when the order is shown and like Jesse and all of our friends become the new order and like Ivory gets his recognition, it just it's a lot of disappointment and then there's some hope and it just repeats throughout the game over and over which you know gives us bittersweet but there are also a lot of tones of like love and grief because i don't know we just like have to mourn petra a bunch of times because you know she gets her memory erased and then she gets her mind taken over again and then, you know, there's a lot of just sadness surrounding the group at the beginning of the game because the ocelots would always pick on them, but they all loved each other and they were friends, so it was great. So, you know, those are the tones and then bittersweet just all around everywhere. So all of that can connect to the players by showing them, especially younger kids, that not everything is as it seems and people we look up to can actually be bad. But just because that's bad, it doesn't mean everything else has to be. You can always do something and stand up for what you believe in as long as you have courage and friends and honestly, as cheesy as it, as it sounds, love. And you have to do what's right even if the world is falling apart around you you never lose hope and i think that's a really important message for all ages to receive but honestly this whole game is marketed towards kids and that is something they really need to hear at this age so i think it is an amazing way to connect to the kids with something they understand something they enjoy and something they will maintain in their head which sounds really awkward, but I think it captures all the right ideas that I'm trying to say. Okay, we're gonna move on. 
Okay, so if I had to rate this on a scale, like a very aggressive scale of I play this every single day for the rest of my life, or it's an awful game and every copy should be destroyed forever and ever, you know, I'd give it, it's a solid, a rainy day, and you know, you're bored, and you have nothing else to do, so you play the game. That's, that's what I'd rate it. And this is going to tie into my recommendation, but... I think it's an amazing game to kill boredom, and it's like a good time killer, so if you have like a kid you're babysitting, or a, I don't know, a nephew, a cousin that you're gonna take care of, you can definitely play with, play this with them, it's appropriate, and it will entertain them for the time being. But I don't, I don't think the game would ever win any awards, like it's not that good, but it's not bad by any means. It's just, if I have it If I had to give it a normal rating, I'd give it like a 7.5 out of 10, maybe a 6, I don't know. It's it's a complicated relationship, me and this game. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay, to finally close off the game, or the podcast really, we're going to end with a game. Four little quiz questions for you. Okay, they're, you know, questions about what I said in my podcast, so hopefully you listened. The first question is, why is Petra, in my opinion, one of the best characters in the game? Okay, and then the answer is, she had the most development. And then the second question, who is actually my favorite character? And then the answer is Reuben the pig, who honestly, best character, can never stress that enough. And the third question, how many how many storylines did I say the plot fitted? And the answer is four. And then the last and final question, on what sort of day would I play this game? The answer's a rainy day. <laughs> Hope it was fun. I didn't know what to do. So now it's time to sign off. I've said everything I had to say. And I hope you guys enjoyed it, or at least it was tolerable, because I have no idea what I'm doing, and I've never done a podcast before. So, for the final last time, this is The Story Behind the Story Mode by Emma Ladner.